was a difficulty also for us because in a context where the dialogue is, is very important in the church, uh, synodality, uh, etc., we have no response to our questions. I've sent many letters without uh, any, any answer. We are here in France, in southern France, in the Diocese of Toulon, uh, with the Archbishop here, Archbishop Dominique Ray. It is so good to be with you. Thanks so much. Yeah. Now, um, in America, you have a, a great reputation because in this diocese, you have many priests. Uh, you have a seminary uh, that's probably, I think, one of the most popular seminaries in all of France. So your diocese is doing very well. Yeah, I, it's difficult to, to be the judge of a situation, and, uh, but uh, we have uh, some signs uh, very positive of uh, a fruitful pastoral in the point of view of vocation, of evangelization, and the presence of a church in, on the uh, bad situation of a society, of a, a diaconia, it's, uh, it's an association for, of solidarity, and there is, there is a, a strong action of the presence of a church for the poor, etc. Many good signs, but at the same time, as every, each diocese, we have difficulties. Sure, sure. And you've got, you've been here now, I think it's 23 years you've yeah. been uh, the bishop of the diocese here. I was uh, uh, named by the Pope John Paul II in the year 2000, and I came from Paris. Okay. So it's a beautiful, vibrant diocese full of priests, young priests too. I think you have the youngest priests in all of France, which, uh, which is really beautiful. Now, something very controversial happened last year, which had reverberations all around the world. We heard of it in America. And it was that the Vatican did a visitation uh, on the diocese here. And then something really that seemed very tragic for us, because we saw from the West a suspension of the priesthood in, at a time right before you were to do some ordinations. I believe it was June the 26th of 2022, you were supposed to do ordinations, four to the priesthood and six to the diaconate, something like that. And they got immediately stopped, just days before they were to take place. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a very big surprise for us. Uh, we have received the, the letter of Rome, uh, asking me to the suspension of all the ordinations for diaconate and uh, for the priesthood. And so, presently, there are more than 10 seminarians who are in waiting for a solution. And uh, it's difficult in this situation, um, but I'm very touched inside the seminary because there are a good uh, sense of the church, uh, a peace in a situation of difficulties. Many seminarians and formators are, are very... Uh, full of, uh, of, of a strange uh, sense uh, of the uh, presence of God and uh, they, they wait for uh, the decision of the uh, Holy See about uh, the future of his vocations. Absolutely. And we've got one of those seminarians who was to be ordained, already a priest by this point, uh, with us right now, Thomas Duchesne. 
Thomas Duchesne is actually, I'm, I'm very proud to say, is from Canada as well, um, from Ontario, so French speaking uh, in, in Canada, and therefore fits in really well here in France. Uh, Thomas, you were on the cusp of ordination to the priesthood. You were days away. Tell us about that, because that must have been a shock. I mean, for a layman, we can only imagine you're going to get married, and then it all, all of a sudden is stopped. What was that like for you? Yes, it's a great comparison, because we were waiting with a lot of joy uh, after all the years of preparation. Yes, it was a, it was a shock to, to learn about this new. My, my pastor, my superior of my small community, the Company of St. Arsatius, told me, some weeks before we have this new, to start praying for all the souls who will benefit um, from the grace of my priesthood. And when I, when I received this notification from our bishop and from the Vatican, I start to offer all this uh, suffering and all this um, difficulty to understand, um, because we want to give all life to the church and to Christ. So I start to, uh, yes, to offer uh, everything for my apostolate, for uh, the sanctification of souls. And uh, this sufferance is, I think, also a kind of purification for us to be uh, fully consecrated to Christ and uh, to have a, uh, a great desire uh, purified uh, to the priesthood. Your community is a, is a very beautiful community. It's one which has an outreach to the poor. In fact, let's take a look at this little video that you guys have about your community, your company of St. Tarsisius, who was the saint of the, of the Blessed Sacrament, the young boy. Yes, he's a martyr of the Eucharist. Beautiful. Let's take a look at that. Dans notre village de Pignan, au cœur du Var, est née notre compagnie, avec la bienveillance de notre évêque, Monseigneur Dominique Ré, qui nous a toujours beaucoup encouragés et soutenus. Avec les compagnons et les bénévoles, nous avons mis en place une distribution alimentaire. Un de nos saints patrons, Saint Vincent de Paul, aimait à dire souvent « J'ai peine de votre peine ». Chaque semaine, les jeunes se relaient pour accompagner les familles en deuil, pour leur apporter la présence du Christ et un message d'espérance, de compassion et de soutien. Ces œuvres de charité sont véritablement source de joie et de grâce pour nous, prêtres, jeunes compagnons ou bénévoles. À travers le service des plus fragiles, nous apprenons à servir et à suivre le Christ qui a été toujours attentif aux besoins de tous les hommes. Nous vivons ici sous le patronage de Saint Tarsicius, martyr de l'Eucharistie, de l'Antiquité chrétienne. C'est une belle figure du don de soi au service des autres, dans l'amour de Dieu. C'est tout un programme, mes bien chers amis. Alors je sollicite le soutien de votre prière pour nous aider à faire rayonner l'amour de Dieu qui est toujours attentif aux besoins et aux souffrances de tous les hommes. So, if I can ask you, Bishop Ray, what, what led to this? Do you, do you have any knowledge of why, what happened? I think the... The Holy See was saying to me that the diocese has received many groups, many vocations from different uh, areas, and uh, some of them uh, uh, come from uh, traditional uh, uh, situation, traditionalist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Other than they come from uh, charismatic groups. 
discernment about all those vocation is uh, for some of them a problem and so um, in this sense they, they ask me a suspension of uh, ordination mm -hmm. but uh, all the the file of this, uh, this guy that I've been studied by the responsible of the seminaries with uh, uh, information they have received from different places where these guys were before and uh, before the presentation for ordination we need uh, to have many informations recommendations and, and so and uh, it, it was it has been done for all these vocations Mm -hmm. So it was a surprise for us to receive this suspension, the global suspension, and uh, it was uh, received like a sanction. Sanction, mm -hmm. you see. Yeah. But uh, you see, in this situation, we have to to stay in a way of faith between uh, uh, the resignation and of a side the rebellion. You see, mm -hmm. and um, so we are in, uh, trying to to go on in, with discussions with the Holy See to find a solution. Mm -hmm. I've sent many letters. Uh, I uh, I visited the rector of the seminary. I've been in uh, in Rome to discuss, um, but uh, it was a difficulty also for us because in a context where the dialogue is. Is very important in the church, uh, synodality, uh, etc. We have no response to our questions. I've sent many letters without uh, any any answer, it and is. so um, the silence is uh, is uh, very difficult to live. But we advance in the faith. We advance in the hope. And uh, we pray for the church. In a way, it's a real suffering that you must endure, and your your fellow seminarians and and fellow <laughs> those to be ordained suffer for the church. The church itself is going through a time of great trial right now. We have a. There seems to be a an anger or something toward tradition. As, as Pope Benedict used to say, how can we be against what has our, our own patrimony? It's, yeah. it's what all of our fathers received and had as their mass forever. I mean, for, for over a thousand years in the church. How can we be against our own patrimony? Um, and there is that sentiment right now in the church, but I think a lot of the suffering that's happening to you and your communities are, um, are emblematic of the suffering that's going on in the church. And so you're suffering in a way also for the church. And for that, we thank you. We're very grateful. It's interesting in your case, because you, you yourself are not traditional. You don't say the traditional mass. You're, you're a charismatic in a great sense of the word. You, you, there's, a, there's a real thing about charismatics in the church, a great, very strong love for Christ and ready to go out and to act for Christ in the world in a way that many people might think is extreme or, or you know, silly, but you're willing, uh, charismatics generally, they're willing to be fools for Christ in the world because they love so much. And that we see in the traditional community as well. In the traditional community as well, you, there's all these young people, families, priests, who 
love Jesus, and they're doing something very countercultural. They're they're going, they're having these large families, and then they're going to this Latin mass where they have to learn a new language or whatever. But they're doing it out of a real love, a love for Christ, for his church. And um, they're beautiful communities, both of them. And so it's funny because they seem quite different, you know, the charismatics and the traditionalists. But there seems to be that union that's not only here, it's all over the world that I've seen this kind of coming together of charismatics and traditionalists, even though it seems liturgically they're very, very different. They're the same in a strength of love for Christ and a willingness to endure whatever sufferings or, or, or um, condemnations from the world or, or from brothers in the church that might come. So it's a very interesting dynamic. And I do, we hope and pray for you because we've got similar situations in America with, with bishops under investigation and so on for being more traditional. Um, and also similarly, I have a, a bishop in America who's a, a great and holy bishop. His name is Joseph Strickland. He's in Tyler in Texas. And he too doesn't celebrate the traditional mass. He's very charismatic. He does something like two hours of adoration every day before the Blessed Sacrament. But he is um, also open to tradition, even though he himself really doesn't say the traditional mass. But he's open to that tradition. And he, too, was under an investigation by the Vatican. No suspensions or anything yet. So there's this struggle, and it's going on not just in France. It's going on all over the world. So we pray for you, but most of all, we thank Thanks you. So much. We thank you for your example, for your bon courage. We say to you, <laughs> bon courage. Courage. Maintain your faith and your openness to Christ and his tradition, because it's not a, this too will pass, and you are setting an example, a beautiful example for all the world. Please, please stray strong. <laughs> yeah, we have to, to be in the hope. Um, and all these difficulties need to love more and more Christ and the Church. See? Amen to that. And um, it's a time of purification because sometimes it could be we have made some errors. It's a, it's a fact, but um, to be in the, in the saints of Warren uh, always, with fidelity, and um, you see, to, to be helped also, and it is my, in my, in, for my part, it's, a, it's a, a good and strong reality to be helped by many friends who pray for me, who pray for the seminary, who pray for vocations and uh, so it's a, it's a source of uh, uh, support and, uh, and I think for, for me there are three pillars for the church. First, in my diocese, the fidelity of uh, Vatican II. Secondly, the, the evangelization. The church exists for evangelizations. And the third pillar is a pastoral communion with different sensibilities, expression of faith, different charism, but in the union with the church, inside the church, who have 
the responsibility to discern, to accompany all these uh, ecclesial, ecclesial realities. So the three pillars were the mission, the fidelity, the tradition of the Church, in Vatican II, and also a missionary communion with different expressions are fundamentally the, the essential of my ministry and of on my work. So, and so it is in a way that I have uh, developed different initiatives. And I was saying always, when a car stay in the garage, we have no accident. <laughs> okay, I've taken risk, and the Pope insists several times, you have to take risks. And so I have taken risks. Sometimes it, it was uh, with difficulties, but also we are fruits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. If I could ask you as you close, would you please give our viewers your blessing? Yeah, I bless uh, not only uh, the seminar- seminarian, but all the seminarists, all the church, all the Christians in this context to to be in the fidelity, humility, disponibility for the service of a church. O Lord, bless us, give uh, for each person in this diocese, for each Christian, the strength to be in fidelity, humility, disponibility for the mission, for the transformation of the world. Thanks, O Lord, for your love. Thanks, O Lord, for your redemption, your salvation. Thanks, O Lord, to help us to grow in holiness. Amen. 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 Thank you, Excellency, so very much. God bless you. Thanks so much. Thomas, thank you.